Hello, Pastor Steve Waldron with Biblical Archaeology Today. I'm so glad you are here with us, and I am so thankful to be your host. We're going to be looking today at the five great uncials, or majuscules, or five great codices of Scripture. So let's get started. I'm so thankful you're here with us. We're just in Wikipedia on this, kind of gives a great little synopsis. So the great uncial codices, or four great uncials. Now, you'll notice I titled this five. I'm going with Frederick Henry Ambrose Scrivener, otherwise known as F.H.A. Scrivener, and his inclusion of Codex Bizet. Um, Also, Dean Bergan said that as well. So, Kind of, you'll hear it, the four great unshields, but we're doing five. <laughs> so let's get started. And so in referring to it, a lot of times it'll say four, but I'm going to do Bizet a little bit different. So only four great codices have survived to the present day. Codex Vaticanus, Codex Sinaiticus, Codex Alex Drynus. Alex Drynus. There's an N in there a lot of times when I say it. Uh, the first N, I kind of leave silent. And uh, Codex Ephraimi Rescriptus, and of course Codex Bizet Catabrigensius as well. Although discovered at different times and places, they share many similarities. They're written in a certain unshiel style of calligraphy using only majuscular capital letters. Written in Scriptio Continua. That means without regular gaps between words. It's pretty fascinating. I remember studying this in college, and it is, it's very difficult. Though not entirely absent, there are very few divisions between words in these manuscripts. Words do not necessarily end on the same line in which they start. All these manuscripts were made at great expense of material and labor, written on vellum, which is animal hide, by professional scribes. They seem to be based on the most accurate text of their time. I notice it says citation needed. I would say that as well. Like Alex Drynus um, is Byzantine in the Gospels. All the great unshields had the leaves arranged in quarto form, which is the mid part between octavo and folio. The size of the leaves is much larger than in papyrus codices. Codex Vaticanus is 10 by 6 by 10 by 6, and they would date it 325 to 350. Some evidence it is very, it's centuries past that, some evidence. Codex Sinaiticus is 15 by 13.6, written 330 to 360. Again, some evidence that it could be as late as the 19th century. Long story. Codex Alexandrinus. 12 by 6 by 10 by 4, 400 to 440 A.D., which that's in the first part of the 5th century. But boy, and the dating of it's all over the place. And then Codex Ephraimi Rescriptus, 13 by 10 by 6, about 450 A.D. Codex Vaticanus uses the oldest system of textual division in the Gospels, and I find this so interesting. Sinaiticus, Alex Drynus, and Ephraimai have the Ammonian sections with references to the Eusebian canons. Codex Alex Drynus and Ephraimai Rescriptus 
Use also a division according to the larger sections. Kephalia, chapters. Alex Drynus is the earliest manuscript which uses these chapters. So, you know, we always say chapters are done in 11 or 1200s AD, but here you have Alex Drynus and uh, Ephraimai having chapters. Vaticanus has a more archaic style of writing than the other manuscripts. There's no ornamentation or any larger initial letters in Vaticanus and Sinaiticus. Now, I have seen Vaticanus, and it seems to me to have drop cap letters, which is one reason people date it centuries past what it is. You know, and I've seen some Ethiopian codex, like a, a friend of mine had one, and he said it dates from the 5th to 6th century AD. So, that's interesting. Alex Drynus does have ornamentation in the initial letters. Vaticanus has no introduction to the book of Psalms, which became standard after 325 AD, whereas Sinaiticus and Alex Drynus do. The orders of their books differ as well. The 19th century, the Codex Bizet was also included to the group of the great unshields by Scribner and Bergan. According to Dean Bergan, the five great unshields were the byproducts of innovation. Alex Drynus was the first of the greater manuscripts to be made accessible to scholars. Ephraim Scriptus, a palumpest, which means it was written over, was deciphered by Tischendorf, 1840-1841, and published 1843-1845. Ephraimai has been the neglected member of the family of great unshields. Goes on to talk about uh, Vaticanus and Sinaiticus. It's been speculated that Codex Sinaiticus and Vaticanus were part of a project ordered by Emperor Constantine the Great to produce 50 copies of the Bible. If that's so, it's, it's unusual that they are so different. Different in their text. Pretty amazing. So Codex Bizet, if we're going to include it as the fifth, Cantabrentius, it's designated by Siglum D. EA or O5 in the Gregory Island numbering. Von Sodden does uh, five. Is a codex of New Testament dating from the 5th century and unshield handle novellum. It contains both Greek and Latin, most of the four Gospels and Acts, a small fragment of 3rd John, written on one column per page. I'm sitting here looking at it. You can as well online. Uh, the Codex contains 406 extent parchment leaves from perhaps an original 535. It's 10 by 2 by 8.5 inches. All of them are relatively about the same size. has the Greek text on the left and the Latin text on the right. And uh, here's a description. The first three lines of each book, this is a are in red letters, and black and red alternate the title of the books. As many as 11 people have corrected the manuscript between the 6th and 12th centuries. The text is written colometrically and is full of hiatus. And colometrically is a rhetorical figure consisting of a clause which is grammatically but not logically complete. It mentions the Septuagint used this system in the poetical books. 
When Jerome translated the books of the prophets, he translated them colometrically as well. Codex Claromontanus does this also, as do Codex Coisolanius and Codex Amatinus, which we hope to talk about those later. It is also full of hiatus, describes the occurrence of two separate vowel sounds and adjacent syllables with no intervening consonant. The Greek text of the Codex has some copying errors, and uh, it gives some examples of this. Some of the nomina sacra, which I hope to do a separate podcast on that, it's the abbreviation of the sacred name, such as Jesus or Christ or Father, is an abbreviated form. Place of origin of the Codex is still disputed. Both Gaul, current France, and southern Italy have been suggested. Manuscript is believed to have been repaired at Lyon in the 9th century. It is revealed by distinctive ink used for supplementary pages. So, fascinating. These are the five great uncials. I did want to mention just a little bit about the text type. It seems to be Western text type. The pericope diadultra is present and not marked as spurious or doubtful. Acts is nearly 8% longer than generally received. It looks like it's got many distinctive readings as well. The text occasionally agrees with Latin codices Bobensius and Vercellensis against all others. Preserves an ancient form of the Old Latin. The witness to a text that was current no later than 250 AD. So, it's uh, interesting, to say the least. But anyhow, we have as they jokingly say, an embarrassment of riches in ancient manuscripts. And as McDowell has popularized in his table in Evidence of the Bands of Verdict, which, God willing, I'll do a separate podcast on that table, that there's no other Greek, there's no other ancient document outside of the Bible that has so much witness to it. So God bless. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Pray God's richest blessings on you. Invite your friends, family, neighbors to be with us daily. And we'll talk with you. Please leave us a five-star review. And if this is your first time, we're just so glad you're here. And uh, God bless. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.